Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's going on, Jen Mertland? Uh, hello, Monica. <laughs> What's up? Well, it's been a rough couple of days at my house. We had to put down my very old and sweet best friend, Dory. We'll dedicate you know Dory. this episode to her. Can we? Yes. It will be great. She was the best, best beagle friend any girl could ever want. And we miss her so bad. It wasn't even that loud. And most beagles are known for being loud. Yeah, she wasn't loud. And she wasn't smelly until like the last months of her life. <laughs> and then she gets a full pass. When you're 17, like you can smell like however you want, right? What would that be in um 17 year old smell also? That's true. 17 times seven is what 119. She would have been the equivalent of a 119-year-old human. <laughs> she gets to stink a little. Anyway, thanks for letting us dedicate this episode to Dory. Dory. All right. Jen and I, are you doing well? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay. okay. All right, good. Jen and I are gonna duke it out. Today's episode of Real Estate Fight Club, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this. What happens when your buyer is working with other agents or another agent? What do you do if your buyer is working with another agent? What say you, Jen Mertland? What's the question? <laughs> what do you do if your buyer, you find out your buyer's cheating on you? There, Monica, click. That's what I do. You just hang up. You just, you just cut them out of your life. Not really. No. Yeah, exactly. To be funny. To I know you you are funny. I think like, uh, I would ask some questions. All right. I would say, so what does that look like? Well, it depends on the client too, because we do, I do a deal with a lot of investors and sometimes in certain situations, it actually kind of makes sense for them to work with other agents. But then I explain what my role would be. Like I'll only tell them then what I have coming up specifically. I'm not going to be like aggressively searching for a property because they never hired me to do that. Or if they would like to hire me to do that, then we can, but here's the buyer agent agreement. Right. Okay. So you get into contract with them if you are going to do the work. Like Mm -hmm. I would with any buyer. So that actually had happened to me recently. Oh, interesting. Yes. And the buyer fired us and said that she um, they would be moving in a different direction. And I was like, well, that's interesting and makes no sense. So I asked a few more questions. Okay. And it just like was not making sense. And I found out that that they, this buyer had purchased a home with another agent. And so I called the agent and I was like, I mean, I'm sure you didn't know because I didn't know. Like there was usually, you know, you Mm -hmm. can tell, Mm -hmm. but we had a buyer agent agreement. And so she's paying me, but it's just like, it's, I think part of it is just having the conversation and being like, 
my perception is, is like, I can understand why they think that makes sense. Like there's something in their line of thought and logic where working with multiple agents makes sense. And it's usually that they don't know that you have access to everything or they feel like you don't, or they don't trust you that you're really listening or that you'll give them, you know, everything that you have or that you will work on their behalf or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like, if that's the issue, then we can solve that. Now I have a question. Uh-huh. You said uh, you called the other agent and because you had the buyer's agreement, they're going to pay you. Are you just getting a, a tip, like a tip fee or a referral fee from the yeah. deal or you're getting yeah. paid? She, we talked and it was like, she had shown the same amount of houses that I had. So it was like, I'll just take like, well, in this case it was 30%. So you took 30%. Yeah. Okay. Cause I mean, if, he worked really hard too. Got it. Really. So that's fair. And I didn't want to, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm happy that it, cause you know, I don't like, don't do with buyers. So I was like, thank God. Right. right. God. And then I looked at the house. And I was like, that actually seems like a really good house for her. So like, great. <laughs> okay. If that had been the listing agent and they had just gone into an open house, would you have pressed for the money? For the whole thing. Yeah, baby. <laughs> what, right? Wouldn't you? You know, I've never chased after a buyer for money, even under a contract. I just, I, you know, I like to just make my life really freaking easy. And that kind of stuff stresses me out a lot. It's not stressful. It's, it, it's, the it, it, it's stressful. It is stressful for me. That's it. Hey, this is what makes up this podcast right here. You and me, baby. You and me. Right about this. So after the money you deserve, click. We did an episode on this already. So let's stick to this topic. <laughs> Please, you're making me uncomfortable. So what prompted you to make that call? What gave you the, or, no, no. What prompted you to question them walking away? Because you said something wasn't sitting right and, and they had already had a contract in place. You, you found out. What, what, yeah, I found out. They got- what didn't sound right? You can tell. So like for us, we ask a lot of questions. We do a buyer consultation. I mean, I had shown the, these buyers a few homes, like three, but it's like, and by the third one, it's like, okay, this something's not working. And then we were talking like, what is not working? What are we looking for? What are we not finding? And like, I mean, I'm really, if I have a buyer, I, the goal is to get them under contract. Right. And if we see more than 10 houses, even in this market and it's not working, like mm-hmm. what is wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, sure. you, once you know somebody, you understand their language patterns. And mm-hmm. so when they say something that they've never said before or in a way that's never been said, you're like, it's wrong. Red flag, red flag. Red flag, yeah. yeah I don't know. Right. It just struck me as weird. There wasn't anything particular. It was just like, this doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this for me goes back to the the word that comes up all the time in our conversations, which is expectations and setting them. You were going to say integrity. Uh, Well, there's that too, but the expectation piece. And if you are not doing what I'll just call for this conversation, a hard-nosed buyer consultation, Mm -hmm. where you're really laying out the relationship, the commitments, the goals, the process, all of it, like really leading them through it, then you are more likely to have this happen than not. I'm not saying you can prevent it because you can't, because you can do all the right things and still get jacked around. It just, you're right. People, 
don't have, you know, they think two agents better than one, right? Sometimes it is, right? So like in this case, I was like, wow, that house is really good. I'm surprised it like didn't come up on my radar. But then I learned it was because they had shown like another house of this agents from before. And this wasn't even on the market. It was like a just, yeah. So like that's why, and like it is based in relationships, right? So I was like, wow, that was really good. And like, if there had been some process that this agent did differently, then I'd be like, Hey, can I just send you all my buyers? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, like, I like to talk to you about partnering. (laughs) Yes. Right. Exactly. And I think getting their commitment, I know you use the the buyer agency agreement. I use it as a talking point because I don't chase after the money. We can do, if you see it for sale by owner or one of your neighbors or cousins or somebody, somebody knows somebody, we can help you with that. If you want to build, we can help you with that. And like, it does, you do then can cover, like you can cover all the bases then because they don't know this stuff. And by the way, here's how I get paid. Yes, that's right. And so are we working together and are we exclusively working together? You know, like are we dating? Are we getting engaged here? What? It's an engagement, right? (laughs) Yes. I think I still know that a lot of agents aren't taking that, those initial conversations seriously enough. And that actually leads down a path of all things being difficult, not just them running like crazy talking to anybody that'll listen to them, but them trying to lead you and them thinking they know more than you and all of this. And it just, all of it. Yeah. A pop tart. (laughs) Pop tart. Right. I also think too, like as an agent, if we are not telling our clients what we're doing to help them, they assume we're doing nothing. So if you are in business with this buyer and you are to help them find a home, you have to like, think to yourself, what is their, and they probably didn't say it, but what do they think that you're doing to help them do that? And if all you're doing is setting up like an online search, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Got to also be circle prospecting, talking to other agents. And when you do do that, you need to communicate it back to them. Hey, I talked to 20 agents today, even 10, five, two, whatever. I talked to two agents today that do business in that area. And right now they said they don't have anything coming up, but they'll keep us posted. And like, if you, in the first 72 hours, if you do that stuff, the trust goes That's right. the roof. That's a hundred percent right. I, I'm just coming up with this analogy that buyers are sort of like, like boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, like lovers, right? If you, if you do not give them that attention, the comfort, the whatever, they'll go find it somewhere. They will, they will. You got to pay attention and plug in, right? right. Well, um, anything. I mean, it's any relationship, personal or otherwise, you know, it's, especially with sellers too, but this isn't a seller podcast. Yeah. No, not this particular one. Yeah. Do you think it's, uh, I don't know if I say these words and I don't think you probably say these words, but are there some, you know, is there a script around this that is, you know, Hey, if you ever feel like you are wanting to contact another agent or you, you know, heard that this agent had this, whatever, like, is it important to kind of say the thing and put it on the table? Good idea. Because if we, I I don't say it and I think I'm going to add it because how many calls do you get from buyers about your <laughs> listings? And then they say things like, well, I didn't want to bother my agent. And I'm yeah. like, that's yeah. what they get paid to do. You should call them. Right. That's the language is you're not bothering me. Yeah. 
you sh- you need to bother me. Like you need to be calling me. This is a group. Like we're finding you a house together. Like you're going to see stuff that I don't see. I'm going to see stuff that you don't see. So call me immediately. Mm -hmm. Even if there's another agent, especially if there's another agent, because that agent represents the seller and you Mm -hmm. don't want to call them. But at the same time as an agent, pick up your damn phone. (laughs) Right. Right. And how about the proactive side of this, which is, and I know you used to have a schedule of this, a proactive call to check in. Hey, here's what we did for you this week. That's listings and buyers. Hey, you know, the search isn't generating anything. I did talk to a couple agents that sell in that area. They don't have anything coming up. Just want to let you know we're still rocking. I would say at a minimum, have it scheduled or just update them when you do something. But like at a minimum, you need to update them once a week, if not Mm -hmm. twice. In this market, you're going to have to talk to, in these kind of markets, you're going to have to talk to your buyer almost every day. That's a lot. They become an A-level relationship. A lot of communication, but they're freaking out. Everybody's telling them like all this craziness and getting them amped up, especially Mm -hmm. to a client, buyer or seller in today's market. One hour feels like 20 days. And this is true. This is true. And the stress level is there and all yeah, of it. So stressed out. Right. And don't forget the the quintessential customer service formula, which is tell them what you're going to do, do it, and then tell them that you did it. Hello. And we forget that last piece. I forget that last piece. And tell them when you're going to communicate again. Yeah. Right. And next up. Yep. So true. There's a fourth. Look at us. Boom. Write a book. Better write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you, I like your idea though, about saying like, if you hear of a house or if you see a house, like call me because the other eight, yeah. Like, it's just like, I represent you. Right. I can call that agent. Yeah, exactly. And it's better if it's better for you. If I call the agent, that's what I tell people for that one are thinking about building. I say, look, we have gotten as an agent, we are able to negotiate better deals than you can for yourself. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it is important that you do Mm -hmm. not go directly to the builder builder. Yep. Well, because the builder is looking out for the builder. Hello. Yeah. That's like walking into the courtroom when you've been accused of the crime and saying, I'll just use the prosecution's attorney. It's fine. No big deal. Exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. Anything to add or you want to go back to your corner? I, I, I need a rest. All right. <laughs> well, let's go back. <laughs> we'll take a short break. Hear a word from our partners. And when we return, that wasn't really a punch. We'll have some final tips. <laughs> there you go. That's true. I have always had a coach and sometimes even two or three at the same time. But a couple of months ago, I was feeling stuck. Like I felt unmotivated or burnt out or something. It just wasn't right. And I knew that I needed to find a coach. So I started my search. I went all over the internet. I went to all the Facebook groups. I asked all my friends who they use. And I finally found John Kitchens. And since working with him, I have gotten my mojo back. He holds me accountable. He keeps me focused. He drives results. And I am excited to announce that he's stepped up and partnered with us on this podcast. So if you're looking to get your mojo back, head over to coachkitchens.com, click on book a call and use code fight club to get a free business assessment. Hi guys, it's Monica Weekly, the founder of ghostposter.com. 
Hey, have you ever wondered what should I post today? I know I need to post on Facebook about real estate. I just don't know what to post. If you've ever thought about that, ghostposter.com solves that for you. Fresh new ideas in your email every day and a library of hundreds of real estate related posts that'll help you earn more referrals, save time, brand yourself, get great engagement and eliminate all the stress. Go to ghostposter.com, use code Fight Club to get $50 off your annual membership. That's G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside of the ring. Jen, what are we doing? Oh, did we have like some other thoughts on this? Do we have a street fight or what do we have? Tiebreaker? Oh, we have some good thoughts on it for okay. sure. So most people are kind of like in line with us and it's just like they explain what it really means. Like for me, I think you need to find out why that makes sense to them logically. And that will mm-hmm. tell you what you need to explain mm-hmm. rather than like getting upset and being like, you have to only work with one. Like they mostly don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. And is- if you get upset, you need to look at like yourself as an agent and say, am I doing everything possible for mm-hmm. my clients? hmm you know? Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me is if you were your own client and let's say I needed to find a house for my family and we were in a predicament, like a lot of our clients are time crunch, stress. I mean, what would I be doing for myself? Right. Where would I be digging? How would I be making focus? What would I be doing for myself and my family that I'm not doing for them because they're an average buyer? Right. Perfect question to ask. Right. So if you look at it, I don't, this is like, I don't think you can have like too many buyers, but I mean, there are different levels of buyers, right? So asking that question for the really highly motivated, yeah, like the sellers you made homeless. Yes. Yep. Like, what do you need to be doing? I'm trying to think of if I have like a checklist of things that we do, I have like a listing checklist. Do you have like a buyer checklist? I don't because it's pretty basic. It's, you know, either calling agents or you're searching FISBOs or you're sending letters. I mean, it's that outreach piece. Knocking on doors or. Yeah. I mean, if you're that focused. Calling the, yeah. I mean, if they have specific areas where they want to look, we'll circle mm-hmm. prospect those areas. And here's the thing. You do that and properly inform them of what your techniques are, regardless of the outcome, you have a client for life. Yeah. You have a client for life. If you use another agent. Right. It will right. never, it won't even like nope. occur to them. Yep. I found a FISBO for a client recently, or not recently, I guess it's been about two years maybe. And um, they, they were going to be homeless. They had kids, the whole thing. They were panicked. And I freaking just started scouring, 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 found this. They bought it. They love it. Hero, that's hero level shit, right? I mean, it is. It makes me happy too. It does when you can do your job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Miracle. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's. I don't even want to call it a battle. I call it more of a skirmish. Not really. I think just more information today. Hope you guys found it uh, helpful. Hope there were a couple nuggets in there that you can take and run with, with your current buyers and any buyers you have coming up. So I'd be curious if there's anything else that y'all do that it, that. Yeah. Like even reaching out to your own network on Facebook on, Mm -hmm. we did that on Facebook once we went door knocking. We're like, Hey, we're looking for a house that our client wants to live in this part of town. And 
blah, blah, blah. I mean, when you yeah. get a little traction, but it's still something, right? They think it's a big deal. You know what that is? That's your calls. That's your call for your week to your sphere because those guys now are like, damn, yeah. Jen's really working hard for her clients. Right. You know, that's a great call to make. And you're right. It's probably not going to generate anything. Maybe it will, uh, but it sure does convey the level of effort we that you're willing to listings. make. Yeah, get some listings. That's right. You might. All right, guys, head on over to our Facebook post, uh, Facebook page, which is Real Estate Fight Club podcast, and let us know if we're missing any great ideas or if you'd like to hear a new topic that you have in your mind that you'd like to see Jen and I go head to head on. Oh, yeah. And Almost like toe to toe. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that was old. If you like this episode, please share it with somebody, with an agent, actually, not just anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Other agents, please. Yeah, other agents, other agents. Mm. And if you have questions about EXP and want to know why Monica and I moved over here, give us a call 513-400-1691. Thanks, Monica. And Bye, Jen. See you next time. Yeah. Bye. All right, and welcome to our tiebreaker. I have Adi Cole. Hey, Adi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you, yeah. Jen. You have a yeah, great thanks. show, and I'm really appreciative for you having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for being on. So you're at Compass in um, Boca Raton, Florida, correct? Yes. I thought you would be a really good tiebreaker for this question because I know Florida, it's like the Wild West out there. So I know this happens a lot to you. And plus you were in like the hospitality industry too. So you're used to handling like a lot of crazy situations. No doubt. <laughs> I'm also a former attorney. So I, I've dealt with uh, almost everything. Yeah. Like nothing phases you, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So here's your question. So there is a buyer client that you want to work with, but they're, they're telling you, Hey, we're going to work with multiple realtors. What do you do? Just hang up? I don't just hang up. I <laughs> want to provide the best service possible. So yeah. I want to be, you know, I want to be nice about it. But working with multiple agents creates a lot of issues, especially in such a distinct seller's market yeah. where there's so much noise to begin with because of this technological uh, time that we're living in. There's such an abundance of websites showcasing listings. You call an agent that's showing up on the listing. It's not the listing agent. Some agent is advertised right. and paid to be the first agent to be called on the property, but he doesn't really have any knowledge about it or the area. Yeah. So there's a lot of noise and a lot of confusion. A lot of buyers that you work with seem to go through the same phases mm -hmm. until they find an agent that is professional, reliable, and they really can trust to have their breasts well, that's the problem, right? Because they're doing that because they feel like they're missing out, right? They feel exactly. like whoever they're, yeah. So do you literally say like, it's totally normal for you to think that, but like, can I explain how it works to you and what you are missing by not working with me as your agent or whatever? Like, what do you say? Well, the first thing I, is that I explain about the amount of noise that's currently in the market. Yeah. The fact that going with multiple agents does not really benefit you. Mm -hmm. Because if you find one agent that has your best interest at heart and is a serious professional agent, they will get it done for you. 
Right. And at the end of the day, we have a lot of responsibility. We're dealing right. with people's lives. We're dealing with a very substantial investment on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And we want to make them happy. We right. want to put them in the best position possible. Right. And for us as agents, we don't want to step on anybody's toes. This is a collegial kind of profession. Right. And we know the people in our market. So if you're working with multiple agents, they're going to find out to each other. I mean, we all talk to each other all day long. That's right. what we do. We're on the phone. Right. So working with multiple agents will, will end up backfiring. It's I know you're going to get, yeah, you're going to get blackballed. Exactly. <laughs> right. and I've had clients like that. And when you find that out and you have that conversation with the other agent, you're both like, okay, well, this guy or person is not reliable because they don't go with what's best right. for them. They go with whatever they think is would be beneficial at the moment, but it's not how but the it's business not. works. Right. It's not. It's a, yeah, and I get that. It always backfires, especially in such a seller's market. You don't, as a listing agent, I don't want to get five calls on the same person right. from five different agents. Right. To me, that shows that that person is not serious. Right. That shows that they may be submitting offers on five different properties. Right. And when I come to my sellers, I want to, I want to show them a solid buyer. Right. I don't want to show them somebody who's out there on such a level where I can't even trust the offer. You have three days to put the deposit in. Yeah. How do I know that within those three that days you're going to do it out of the contract? Right. And, and we've done all this work and then you're not honoring exactly. like you're a part of the commitment. So what exactly. do you do if I like how you like are calmly explaining the perspective, right? And you're like, I can see why you would think that, but here's like the reality. And I feel like most people will get that. But then you also have some people that are like, I don't really care and I'm not doing it. Do you still work with those people or what do you do? I don't because at the end of the day, we're all the most expensive or the most important real estate or assets that we have is time and money. Yep. So if I'm spending all this time and the and, and at the end of the day, you're going to go with another agent on potentially the same property that yeah, we've that been we love because yeah. there is very little inventory on the market. It's a lose-lose. Right. Because I didn't provide the service you needed. So I, I, I'm not, right. I didn't do my job correctly right. at the end of the day. And I spent all this time and energy and I didn't close the deal for you. So Can we say like hashtag buyer agreement here, please? Completely. I mean, people are, are, <laughs> we've had this conversation before. I wasn't people trying to, you know, to put them. you on the spot, but like no, no, for I everybody out there, get a I damn agreement. I would love that can do that. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. That that would be the best way for buyers as well. I think that would yeah. be the best logical solution for buyers because it's committing me. Right. To you. Your right. Agent. Exactly. I'm more committed to you. Right. If I think you're out there going and seeing properties with five different agents, I'm not going to spend the same amount of time and energy right. just because I know that that risk is inherent in the in the process. And none of us want that. I want to provide my clients with the best service possible. Right. Well, in the agreement, I think really like outlines the expectations that you're saying that like, hey, this is what I'm committing to you. And here's what you're committing to me. And it provides like, a basic like baseline for communication. Am, am I providing this to you? Are you doing your part? Yes or no. Does it make sense that we continue to work together? And like, that's it. 
and it's not emotional. Exactly. It's like it's either working or not working, and that's it. Exactly. You wouldn't work with five attorneys on the same case. No, God, that how expensive. Oh, we should charge a retainer. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, we wish we could. But we should. It's the same kind of logic. I'm trying to yeah. resolve a problem for you. And the problem is finding a property that you love and want to live in yeah. in a seller's market where inventory is very, very limited. Yeah. I think we'll do, I think we should do a podcast on how to charge a retainer and you can like give us the steps to like the mindset and how to do it. How about that? If I crack that, <laughs> that would be amazing. Awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate you being on. If people have a referral for you in Florida, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, my cell phone number. I'm always on. It's 561-757-9339. Or if you want to look me up, my name, of course, is Adit Cole, and I'm with the Cole Group at Compass. Mm-hmm. And both me and my sister, Gal, would love to help you and, of course, nice. do the best possible work for you as possible. And just so people can spell it, it's A-D-I, and then your last name, K-O-L. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on. Jen, you're wonderful. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.